Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Forever. They changed the words to Shapoopy in the new Music Man, Tom. They did. The part that you like to sing, the girl is hard to get. That one. Shapoopy, 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 the girl is hard to get. That's the part you like to sing. Remember, they changed the words. They changed the words because they thought it was about like coercion or like lack of consent. If I was seeing that show. Yeah. And then suddenly they change the words. All right, we're out of here. Get up. We're we're leaving. And it'd make a big production of getting up during this show. <laughs> Grab your coat. We're leaving. I would stand up and I'd go, not Shapoopy! I'd be like, no more of this woke. Cancel garbage. culture has gone too far. What are they? And what show is that again? The Music Man. The Music Man. I'd be like, so I guess they're going to cancel the Music Man next. I guess it's 76 microaggressions. start eating hot dogs that's what i watch on espn hot dog eating olympics spider legs uh conti um cockroach wings mahoney yeah they they are the they are our they are our neil armstrong and buzz aldrin the heroes of of the day camel bumps lehman camel bumps lehman brothers are very (laughs) uh everybody loves them and I like I like the one uh, Camel Brothers, uh, Camel Lehman brother, because uh, he's like the he's the bad boy of competitive eating. Well, they call him Camel Humps because they don't know where all the hot dogs go. They assume that yeah. he keeps them in his um, not lady lumps, his Camel Humps. Mm-hmm. Yes, his lovely Camel Humps. Is there a kid? Kid Rock, is that what it's called? Not Kid Rock, that's the guy who is very intelligent and interesting. What, Kids Bop, that's the name of the stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Where they like, yeah. yeah. Is there a Kids Bop where it's like, my humps, my humps, my lovely camel humps? Now that is a good question because I know they clean up a lot of those things. They sanitize those from what I've heard. Oh, should we open the first Velvet Underground album? Remember we talked about doing this? 
Wait, what were we going to do again? We were going to kids bopify the uh, the banana album. Oh, yeah. So there was heroin. And what was that going to be just... again? I think we were going to keep it heroin. We're going to keep it heroin. Just promote. No, but it, it was a, it's about uh, the heroin from the Pixar movie Brave. Yes, of course. Right? No, that goes without saying. The heroin from the Pixar movie Brave. Which I love that movie. I love that movie so much. I bring a copy of that movie to my hairdresser mm-hmm. every time, and they they laugh in my face. And then I go, "Hey!" And they go, "Oh, uh, it's just that you're so funny." And I go, mm-hmm. "Oh." Because when I bring my copy of Brave in to to my hairstylist, they end up giving me a haircut that looks like it's the shape of a Blu-ray. Oh, do you? Did, I thought you were gonna say that they put you in like the the like the. Have you ever seen like those hair salon f- for kids where they seat you in this like little helicopter, like yeah. this thing that looks like no, a I little still, plane? That's, and- that's still what it's like when I go. <laughs> you got. Tell me, tell me what it's like when you get your haircut. Start from the beginning. Okay, it's very easy. First thing I do, uh, me and my mom stop. Well, your mommy has to book the appointment, right? She books the appointment. She she usually tricks me into going because it does hurt to get your haircut. That's the one thing people don't talk about. When those scissors cut into your hair, it hurts, and I scream. So and your mommy makes the appointment by tricking you to say what? You're going to get ice cream? She says we're going to McDonald's. Okay. And then we go to McDonald's and I eat uh, two quarter pounders and uh, a Sunday and apple pie and a McFlurry. And 20, and then, and 20 nuggets. And tw- 20 pieces of nuggets. Piece. Yeah. And then so when you get there and they tilt your head back in the shampoo sink, you go. Oh, no, no, this is how it goes. So I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get ahead of I'm eating all the food. I'm eating all the food. And then then mommy goes, "Um, hey, let's. uh, Your hair's getting a little shaggy there, huh? And then I go. uh, I go. No, 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 no. And then I look and then I notice that there is a. uh, like a white, yellowish white powder on top of my uh, one of the quarter pounders, and then I fall fall out. I pass. Anthrax? No, I pass out. Wait, yellowish white powder? Yeah, it's a. I just I just got doped. Put your mommy on the phone. I want to know where to get it. I'm not. I'm not mad. I'm not mad at her. I just want. I want a URL. So I go. Oh no! Is it sleepy time? And she goes. Yup. And then. Then I wake, wake up and up. I'm inside a race car, right? Oh, you go to the, you get, you, you get the race car, huh? You don't I get, get the, the race car. You don't get the, um, the choo-choo or the, um, up, up and away. No, I'm fast. Okay. I'm pretty fast and I need to be in a, a vroom, vehicle vroom. that, yeah. And then they start cutting my hair and again. Screaming. I scream because it hurts so much to get your hair cut. That first scissor cutting your hair is like you're being chopped apart. And you are. And I scream. And then they go, you want another chicken McNugget? I go, yeah. And then I eat it. Then I'm like, wait, that had yellow powder on it again. And they go, (laughs) yup. And then I pass out again. Then I wake up and I'm back at McDonald's. So. 
and I got all the food yeah. again. And mom, mommy's taking saying like, anything you want on the menu. You were so brave today. Which goes back to brave, the movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, quick question: When your mommy puts the white and yellow powder on your um, McDonald's, mm-hmm. does she call it special spices? Um, no, she calls it go to sleep powder. It <laughs> seems like it would be a tip off at this point for you. That's why I say, is that the go to sleep powder? And she's like, Oh, so yep. you ask? Yeah. Oh, and she said she's honest. Oh yeah, no, she's honest about it because she then just you knows within it. ten seconds I'm out like a light. But but you chomp into it anyway. Well, I already had taken a bite, and I go, uh oh, spaghettios. Why don't you look first? Leap last. So hungry. That's my that's my keep calm end poster. When I get there, I'm so hungry. And I go, and I want a quarter pounder, and I want a Big Mac, and I want cheeseburgers, and I want a crispy chicken, and I want, and then they're ringing all the food. So I'm just so, I'm so excited at McDonald's. I like that they call it crispy instead of fried. That's really interesting yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. Then I go in the ball pit. Oh, no. Yeah. And it's I get fresh COVID. haircut with that. <laughs> And I get COVID. How many times Every have you time. gotten COVID from <laughs> eleven? It's like you SNL. COVID, it's like you SNL. Have COVID eleven? No, I've COVID eleven times. It's like I'm. You're in the SNL like eleven host. I'm the eleven club. The, yes, exactly. The eleven timers are me. It's just you. Who else could it possibly be? Oh, Tom and you're Sizemore. talking to a. Play- you're talking to a pod. Has got it you times. and Tom Sizemore in a closet, and both of you are talking to a potted plant you've decided is Lauren Michaels. Yes. And we're both saying, like, Lauren, we got an idea for a sketch called Laser Cats. And then. You know, oh, he loves, yeah, playing himself in Laser yeah. Cats. And he goes, I think that Laser Cats is a. And now my Lauren Michaels impression is pretty much spot on. You sound like black. I've called the I I have (laughs) called people pretending to be Lauren Michaels and they've auditioned for me. They've the things I've prank phone called. I prank phone called uh Colin Joseph's like Colin, it's me, Lord. And I'm gonna need you to do the show with no clothes on tonight. I'm going to need you to be nude on the show. And he came out nude. Because people thought it was Lauren Michaels. I don't remember seeing that show. And it's live, so anything could happen. It was in dress. It It didn't make it past dress. Yeah. And then I'll call people be like, like if I get like the phone number of like, you know, just like, like I'll just prank phone call anybody at this point. Like I called, uh, uh, what, uh, what's his face? Uh, the the guy with the head, the brother of the oh, guy with the I no hair. I know who you mean. I know who you mean. I know who you mean. Who's the one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nate Cordry. <laughs> and I prank phoned him. I was like, Nate Cordry, this is Lord Michaels. I would like it if you would host the show this week. And then he's all excited. And then, yeah. It's mean. It, it is a little mean. There's a it's little, a little mean. It. It's a little but mean. Because the impression is just so good that they f- all fall for it. And, Julie, I'm going to tell you this. What? Don't be surprised if you get a phone call from Lauren Michaels. 
That's all I need. Asking you to all be the I musical need guest. is showing up, showing up to eight H with my with my Michaels. <laughs> I practiced banjo for nine months. Or no, I guess it would be how much notice does Lauren Michaels? I'm doing finger quotes. Give oh. you when he calls you. Couple months. Okay, so by then I've learned banjo. My fingers are bleeding. Yeah. I, my my fingers, my banjo fingers are in such bad shape that I can't pay for anything on my phone when it asks for my fingerprint. Because you wore because you wore the uh, the 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 treads, so to speak, off with all that all that picking and 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 grinning and strumming. Right. So and- I come in ready to play. Steve Martin style. I, I go in ready to play. I said, oh, gosh, I have this thing. It's called dueling banjos with myself. I paint half my face to look like <laughs> Steve Martin. I paint the okay. other half to look like Marty Short. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to do a one woman dueling banjos called only murder in the banjos. I, I show it. up. Mm-hmm. They won't let me pass security because it was you, Tom. That was me. I'm so. It was sorry. you pranking me. Well, you tell me if this sounds at all familiar to Julie. Hello, Julie. Oh, who's this? Wait, Brett. I need you to. Uh, it's me, to the, Lord. Brett, Michael. can you give me a little bit of privacy? I've got a very important business call. Julie, I'm going to ask if you'll be the musical guest on the show this week. Lorne, Mr. Michaels? Yes? This isn't a joke again, is it? Because you really tricked no, me last time. No, no, no. This is you. Yes, I'd like you to. Prove it. Wait, prove it. Prove it. Prove it. Who hosted the first Saturday Night Live? Danny. Danny who? A yellow. Tom. Oh, you got me. Danny Aiello did not host the first SNL. He hosted the last one before the world exploded. We got a great show for you tonight. I'm here. Picture he Danny Aiello comes out. Yeah. I'm here. No musical guests. We got a great show for you tonight. Level 42's here. (laughs) Anal cunt. Anal cunt. (laughs) We've got a great show for you tonight. Anal cunt is here. Goodbye. Joe canceled. Here's the thing about anal cunt. Yes. <laughs> we can say it. We can say it on this show. We can't say it on your other show. So no. let's really talk no. about yeah, anal cunt. Let's really cunt. get in there. Yeah. I. What's your like top? Fuck. Oh, Is I there, can't I, rank those songs. <laughs> you kidding? They're all number one. Well, I will say Valentine's Day is coming soon, as we mm. all know. Maybe for your lover, Valentine, even platonic. Mm-hmm. There's like you can play them the acoustic set that they did. Remember when they did Anal Cunt Unplugged? Tom, I do. Do you yeah. remember when they did Anal yeah. Cunt Unplugged? We got a great show for you tonight. John Wick is here. What? Danny Aiello needs his uh, yellowish white powder. He needs his special spices. <laughs> uh, Danny Aiello needs a haircut. Eat this. Yeah, that's eat this sure. hamburger. <laughs> okay. What do you want me to do? Eat a hamburger. I've done worse. Yeah, why not? You put a little gravy on it. Powdered gravy. That's what you get to trick him is you say that the when after he's on to the special spices Mm -hmm. thing, you just tell him it's powder. It's space gravy. We got a special. We got a great show for you tonight. 
Space Gravy's here tonight. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Well, you know what? People shouldn't go anywhere here because you know why? JulieKlausner.com. Because you're about to make an amazing, seamless transition into welcoming them to the show. Why, yes, I am. I'm not going to welcome them to the show. A friend of mine is going to welcome them to the show. Hello, everybody. It's me, Lord Michaels. Welcome to Double Threat. That was so weird. What was? Everything we've Lord just Michaels said. Call- no, Lord Michaels <laughs> just called me again. He just called you? Um, yeah. He's mischievous. He's not on, he's like the devil. Some say he's like the devil, mixes he's truth like with the, lies. Hold on, I want to go on the record here because I've actually like, I've staffed on some shows that like Lauren Michaels has produced and I'm very grateful to mm-hmm. him and his production company. And like, I feel like okay. SNL has, you know, provided some iconic like moments and influences. He's not the devil. I just want to go on record as like, yeah. if you believe that, that's your business. I'm not going to like get into it. You're certainly allowed to believe then that. Who would I'm be the devil? Say, who's the devil in showbiz? In your estimation, 2022, Danny who's the devil? Elfman in Forbidden Zone. That's the devil. Yeah, he sings Heidi, Heidi, Heidi Ho, and they put horns on him. That was a fun moment with the Blues Brothers when finally they introduced uh, the music of Cab Calloway and. Uh, and was, Ray Charles yeah. to a, a generation of scumbags. Of cocaine addicts. Of undeserving you know, scumbags. I, <laughs> I want to just say, this is my new cause. Everyone has a mm-hmm. cause. Leonardo DiCaprio's is the environment. Right? God knows why. <laughs> because, because if there's no... If there's no sustainable resources, they'll stop growing girlfriends for mm-hmm. him. And like... Yeah, the girl, his partners will become extinct if they have no resources. If there is polluted air and water, how mm-hmm. will his girlfriend survive the next 10 years? Yes, that was an interesting cultural commentary. Here's my cause. This is a, this is I, I mean, this mm-hmm. This is not a joke. OK, I think that we should stop considering the Blues Brothers comedy because I don't I don't get the joke. Like, I think that's I pretty- think we've. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm, like, I'm right there we, with you. We should have all signed off on the fact that, like, there's no joke. Yeah. And first of all, they are by far the two least talented people working in the movie called The Blues Brothers are the two gentlemen playing The Blues Brothers. And those are talented guys. Yes. They're very talented guys. But the thing is. Imagine on that set when these other musicians are sitting around and then right, like, like Aretha Franklin shows up and, and just yeah. imagine those moments where like, where like Aretha Franklin says to like John Landis and the, no, and let me the, just say like, say to yeah. another musician, just kind of like okay. Steve mm-hmm. Cropper is talking to Ray Charles and Ray Charles is just like, what is this? What stupid? is this? crap like this is really what like yeah they're introducing a whole generation of people to this music yeah no they're also um 
ruining the music also while introducing a generation. They're not playing the old records for people. They're saying like, here I am singing, uh, here, here I am singing, uh, everybody needs somebody to love rather than go play the old record of it. The blues brothers movie should just be somebody's hand, putting a needle onto an LP and walking away for an hour and a half. Yeah, so I'll be back. I Watch will- this car crash footage while we listen to this album. The car crash footage is another thing I don't get. And I also picture Ray Charles saying to, who did you say? Like Steve Cropper, it? like one of these like legendary sessions. Tell me his name session. one more time. Steve Cropper. So Aretha Franklin could be like, give me my croppers when I come home. She could say, give me my croppers. And then they'd get him. Uh-huh. So, okay. So Steve Cropper says to Ray Charles, like, I don't get it. Like they're at the, they're on the movie set. They're watching, they're watching the scene. Belushi and Acro do their thing. John Landis inhaling paint fumes and mm-hmm. taking advice from a Labrador a la son of Sam. Yeah. Says that was so funny. Do it again. Go to Ray the Charles. wide. The dog's like, let's shoot this one over the shoulder. Let's dirty. Let's get yeah, a let's dirty. Do, let's single. make this dirty. And by the way, how many cars are we going to destroy in the name of what comedy? Again, I don't get it. So Ray Charles says, I don't get it. Is it because I'm blind? Everyone else says, No. There's nothing to get. Yeah. There's no joke. It's yeah. like dad fantasy, rock and roll mm-hmm. fantasy camp. Because somebody is just like, so wait, is the joke that these two guys aren't that very good at at this music? I, I don't know. I I do know this. If I was in Chicago and a dirty old a former police car drove by with speakers strapped to the roof of it and saying, come see the Blues Brothers tonight. Guess what I'm not doing? What? Seeing the Blues Brothers. Oh, because, like, take it from the cops? Oh, a voice? No, it's just a voice from some creepy car told me to go to this thing. That's not how you find out about shows? How do you find out about shows? I don't know. Maybe. Oh, look at me. I'm Tom Sharpling. I find out about music shows from cars that aren't dirty. (laughs) You're right. Look, well, I I do have a deal at a car wash, so I'm very uh, preferential. And I want to tell everybody... uh, if you want to deal at a car wash, just DM me. I'll hook you up. So you're the guy standing behind those octopus, those sudsy octopus arms. You're hiding at the in the in the side of these car wash, like a haunted house. Yeah. But instead of a spooky goblin, you jump out when the octopus arms get your car all sudsy, and you go, "Hey, uh, uh what's going on tonight, music wise?" I like music. Do you? And then they're like, ah, that's a good idea. Haunted car wash. Well, Julie Klausner, you just hit on another. Right? another. This is a, you imagine this. You take the parking lot of a car wash. It's a great idea. You build like you front. You just build like some some corridors and things that go through like they, they kind of just pad the experience out. Oh, so he just said, oh. Then, what you don't know, for the final third of this thing, it's literally a car wash you're walking through. At The, the, I, the haunted house is literally just a car I, wash. Can I just pitch that we flip it so it starts as a car wash okay. and then becomes a haunted experience so people 
are like, oh, my car's getting so clean. And then whap, a friggin' paintball full of zombie blood. Oh, so you're, but you're you, saying you're in your car. I'm saying they're walking. Oh, no, no. I, I think, oh, maybe we make them get out halfway through. Okay. We go, get out of your car. And then here's the other thing. If we, if we pummel the car with like paint balls full of blood or fake blood, then they have to go back in and get their car washed. It's a great idea. It's a great double idea. business. All I can think of now, though, when you just said that, get out of the car is the thing from your mama don't dance and your daddy don't rock. When it's like, open the door, long hair. <laughs> Do you know that moment? <laughs> yes. Maybe the what? weirdest moment in popular music history do you know this moment brett yes they sample it on the beastie boy yeah they do they do in like i think paul's paul's boutique yeah right? they do yeah it's like open the door long open hair. the door long hair brett can you find this the loggins and messina song your a mama don't things. dance this is uh, first of all i'm so i feel like we've been doing the show for a while now we're almost up to 100 episodes i now feel in my heart this is not something that like you get anything besides a gut feeling to determine. This is why we've been doing the show is to figure out what the hell is going on with that part of that stupid song as, yeah. as though the shame of your parents not being cool mm -hmm. is something you wouldn't be able to live down. Yeah. Now, Brett, this song has. It's the weirdest moment. good that that's your that's your southern side showing uh brett yeah brett you're at let your your georgia is showing yeah something ancient is calling to me mm -hmm. yes exactly you're being summoned from the past i mean you know what these guys could have benefited with is some dry shampoo <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean kenny loggins basically looks like a a dog he looks picture. like a dog. He like looks like he <laughs> he's got so much hair. It looks like if you shave the face of a dog is what he looks like. Well, maybe like. that's what they're saying is open the dog, open the door long hair is. You know, he looks like he looks like, like wolf, like a wolf boy. Like in the, in the circus. If you found out that Kenny Loggins was the wolf boy in the circus and you see this picture of you'd be like, yeah, that's about right. I might consider... Here we go, Brett. Get ready. It's about to happen. If he was in the circus, I might go back to the circus. I might say, well, maybe it is humane. A little instrumental break. Right. There's only so one far, minute and so 20 good. seconds some saxophone, into the song. Some so saxophone. Rock and roll's favorite instrument. In the... All right, let's go to the bridge now. Let's go to the bridge and jump off the bridge. Oh, wow. More, more of a rave up here. Really good old greasy. Workout. Greasy guitar solo here. Yeah. All pretty standard. I don't know. You know, so far I'm not sure. What I can calling. smell their scalps looking at this photo. Here we go, Brett. Here it comes. Okay. Here it comes. Out of the car, long hair. But that's the weirdest. So wait, can we look at the lyrics? Because he's telling a story here. 
He goes to a drive-in. Can we, yeah, can we just hear that part again? They'll go into a drive-in. You look. You hop into the back to see where you know it's nice and dark. You're just about to move and you're thinking it's a breeze. There's a light in your eye and then a guy says, Out of the car, long hair! <laughs> then a guy says, Open the door, long hair. Which guy? What kind of guy? It's like a little Is it kid a telling a story. Is it an usher? It's, it's a like drive-in a- movie theater? Yeah, it's like a little kid he, telling a story. Go to the drive-in, and then you yeah. go in, and you get in the back, and then suddenly a guy, then a guy shows up, and he says, open the door, long hair, and then a guy, like, it says, like, there's no precedent for that moment. What kind of a story is this? In the middle of a song about how lame your parents are. Then a guy said, like, it's a lyric, <laughs> you know then a guy how- says, you yeah. know how, like, sometimes when you go to a drive-in and... You're in the back seat and you're ready for what's next? A guy? <laughs> then a guy says. Then a guy says, Open the door, long hair! <laughs> Is that literally the lyrics, Brett? Then a guy says. <laughs> <laughs> they should tell this story at the moth. Like a great storytelling, like this American life should have. Yeah. Welcome to the final episode of The Moth. <laughs> Today we have Julie Klausner and Tom Sharpler are going to tell a story about going to drive in movies. You pull into the drive in, you pull into a drive in and find a place to park. You hop right. into the back seat where you know it's nice and dark. Okay. You're We're about to get about some to paradise in, by the dashboard light thinking kind it's a of breeze. action. There's a light in your eye, and then Uh a guy says, out of the car, long hair. Oh, he doesn't say open the door. He says out of the car. Is that what he was saying? I don't know if this Google lyrics is. I got to question the lyrics on this one. No, it's nice and dark. Just about to move and thinking it's a breeze. There's a light in your eye, and then a guy says, out of the car, long hair. Right, I think it is out of the car. Out of the car, I think it is long out of the car. Oh my! From the, my whole life, I thought it was my whole life. I've been thinking it's open the door. Well, that's how it goes. You learn, but wait, this is where it gets weird. And then a guy says, "Out of the car, long hair, Louie, you're coming with me." The local police. So it's like Louie, you're coming with me, comma the local police. I guess so. Yeah. Like, like he announces himself as like Louie, you're coming with me, the local police tonight. I'm Louie. But Louie found a place to park. It wasn't like he was parked illegally. What's wrong with Louie going me, first going of all, the back seat where it's nice and dark? Trust me, if it's Louie in that back seat of that car, uh, you don't want to go back there. No, I've seen Bad Lieutenant. That's Louie would have been the match for Bad Lieutenant. I said this a, a year ago when I watched Bad Lieutenant for the first time, and there's that scene where Harvey Keitel. Yeah. Bad Lieutenant meets cut. his match. It's cut. It's cut from the uh, the one they show on on the TV. But if you watch it online, there's a scene where Harvey Keitel has an interaction with two ladies that is reminiscent of if you just put like an establishing shot that says Aspen Comedy Festival Mm -hmm. and then you cut to it. Yeah. (laughs) Out of the car, long hair. He gets pulled over by Harvey Keitel. Louie gets pulled hey, over by Harvey Keitel. What's, uh, what's going on there? You just, uh, hey, uh, mind if I join you? 
Move into the back seat where it's nice and dark. What is it? You're about to move in or something? You're about to move in, then it's suddenly... A, and it's, think, think, then a guy thinks says... That it, thinks that it's a breeze. You think yeah. that it's, it's going to be a breeze? Then a guy what says, is? out of the car, long hair. Yep. And again, my mind is truly blown by that. For some reason, I was, out of the car, long hair, open the door. Uh, open the door. I don't know. Down is up, up is down, left is right. Every, nothing, nothing making sense today. I'll tell you that. But the only thing that does make sense... Is that this episode is our Valentine Ro- Romantica Romantic episode? As they say, love is in the air. Love is in the air. And you said last week, cats are in the air, and you were right. I was, yes, cats. Oh, yeah, the cats, cats are coming, are to, coming get to get you. you. The cats are very mad today. Did you like the Jimmy Jazz song? I love the Jimmy Jazz song. I listened to it <laughs> at least four times since you since you performed it. And then I love the video. Do you think that, anybody ever set music to it? I kind of like it a cappella, but if people yeah. do want to set music to it, the way that we had that um it wasn't really a contest, but people sent in their covers of the Halloween song. Yeah. That was pretty cool. If you want to add music or arrange Tom's acapella song of Jimmy Jazz is going out tonight, I would love to mm-hmm. hear those and we could play them on the show. Oh, and I have an, another announcement, which is that there are five tickets left for my show on April 4th and Hold like on. 20 left on April 5th. Oh, that's that. So those, if you want tickets, sell out. it's imminent. They're going to sell out. And I don't know if we're going to add more shows or not. So if you want to come see me in New York City, April 4th, April 5th, go to the link in my social bios and all that jazz. But it's going to be at City Winery if you don't have social media. Which, by the way, by the way, if you don't have social media, you're doing something right. So. I can't wait till you come out in the Donald Duck costume when you're like, I remember when Rock was young. Yeah. I think that was lousy. So much fun. I think it was lousy that Elton John was coked up enough to be like, the Donald Duck costumes are great idea but i'm not gonna sing like donald duck go all the way hey everybody tim heidecker here with huge news office hours live recorded another episode live it was one of our great ones with the great rory scoville who's got a new special out on max oh yeah and the trinity's here dj doug pound yes hello and victor burger the fourth hi 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 can't wait for the fifth we enjoy the heck out of doing the show and so will you if you find us on the podcast app of your choice now Uh, I believe uh, it it could be Valentine's Day. It's Valentine's Day if you're listening to this. Oh, my goodness. February the 14th. And this is a holiday about love. And there's all kinds of love. So if you don't have a partner, it's okay. Unless it's not. In which case, we'll find someone. We'll find someone this year. Yeah. And we're going to help one of our lucky Lucky listen, but who's lucky in this regard? We're the lucky ones. We're the lucky ones. We've got great listeners. We really do. And the thing I like about our listeners is they're very intense. Yes. 
It is all and or talented, nothing. Talented and weird. So we'll get these, like, we'll yeah. get songs from them that they recorded or we'll get art that they made or mm-hmm. um, we'll get, like, you know, like severed feet in the mail. Yeah, exactly. All of these things that we consider them all gifts. We know the spirit with which you sent that severed foot. Valentine's. Like a cat leaving a dead bird on your pillow. You think, yuck, Mm -hmm. but also, aw. Yeah. You're just like, is this the first thing I wanted? No. Am I happy to get it? Yes. Right. Is this the first of a series? Yes, it's a series of two because there are two feet. (laughs) And by the way, if you want to make it last, try sending the toes. Yeah. Then it's a series send a tootsie, of ten. Send a tootsie first, right? But how about this? Mm-hmm. Maybe a tootsie roll instead this year. Yeah. Maybe a tootsie Why roll. Why are we treating our listeners like they're serial killers? Um, because uh, 30% of them are. I've seen the uh, the data. Look, you know my attitude towards Aileen Wernos. She did what she had to do. I'm with her. Mm-hmm. Hashtag. Well, if that number is true, I've only heard from the other 70% because I've got to tell you, everybody that submits stuff every week to this show, we have the most interesting, the yes. coolest, yes. the most diverse, just just wonderful set of listeners uh, in the podcast universe, in my opinion. Uh, and today, when we get back from the break, we're going to be playing the double threat dating game. Double threat dating game. This is the second week in a row where you're, you're not getting just one show. You're getting two shows. You're getting a show within a show. Uh, so you've gotten, you know, uh, uh, we've, we're doing double threat. We're also doing the double threat dating game. Uh, and everybody that submitted for this, I want to say thank you. Uh, it was, it's just always fascinating to hear from everybody. You're all the best. Uh, but we did select, we've got four contestants who are going to be competing uh, to win a Zoom date uh, with another contestant. And we'll kind of break that all down when we, when we get back from the break. Uh, but this is going to be very exciting. This is going to yes. be a lot of fun. Yes. We'll be right back. Over the car. Wait, what is it? Out of the car. What is it? Out of the car, out of the long c- hair. Out of the car. Long- Hold on. Wait, Who was that? A guy. Yeah, one. It was a guy. <laughs> Two. Three. Out of the out car. Out of the car, long hair. Tom, we're what? back from the break, what? and we're about to play a fun game. Okay, I'm ready. I like fun games. You know that. It's, it's Valentine's Day, and we are about to bring on America's Valentine. Yes. A very, very special guest and a friend of the show. hmm And we are going to play our version of the dating game so that our friend can have at least a Zoom date with one of the contestants. That is with us today. Yes, yes, and it's and it's going to be a fun opportunity for meeting and and learning greeting. and greeting and all of it. It's it's a good time is going to be had by all, and we are excited to bring our esteemed guest onto the double threat dating game. And this is our Valentine and yours. Brett, would you like to do the honors? Oh, I sure would. Welcome to the Double Threat Dating Game, the game show where four lucky listeners compete to win a Zoom date with another lucky listener. 
And before we meet today's contestants, let's meet the woman whose company they will be competing for. She's a poet, a professional wrestling critic, the funniest person on Letterboxd, and now she's Double Threat's first three-time guest. Please welcome back to the show, Athens, Georgia's very own Colette Arend. As I live and breathe. Colette, what do you think of this music? Don't have the rights. <laughs> Don't have the rights. By all means, let's 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 Yeah, uh, let's blast it. Yeah. Keep playing it, Brad. Yeah, Every time we it, play it, that'll we'll have to sell twenty five hundred more t shirts. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's roll out. the we'll roll the dice. What are they gonna do? Yeah, there's no time like now to live dangerously. Exactly. How are you today, Colette? I'm doing well. How are you, Tom? I'm good. I, I love your hair. Thank you. I love your Valentine's pink hair, and I love your. Is that the? That's a Herb Ritz Madonna in the background. True or false? Is that is that a Herb Ritz photo? Uh, yeah, I think so. It's a um, original poster advertising the Immaculate Collection. Probably yes. when you think about albums. I mean, is it is it impossible to overestimate the impact of the Immaculate Collection? It's the best, greatest hits record of all time. It's, it's insane. And I saw, that's such a great way of putting it. And then I saw Rihanna's pregnancy announcement with mm-hmm. like the beads and the denim and people were putting it next to the cover of Immaculate. What, Brett, what the hell was that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, am I, am I still sharing sound? Sorry about that. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> I thought, it was, I thought it was, uh, suddenly I thought it was, you were going to, uh, it was uh, going to be Inception all of a sudden. It was like, <laughs> I was like ready for like like Hans Zimmer score. Tighten it up over there. I'll take a strike on that one. That was that was terrible. That was a huge. Imagine you're running the the freaking dating game band, and suddenly you go partway through the banter. You're out. That's one strike, and you're out. Thank thank goodness, Julie and I are are uh, pros. We, we we we. There's a kindness. Oh yeah, <laughs> there is. that's definitely the first word that people think of when they think about us, Tom. But there's a benevolence uh, that runs through fair. our decision making. Yes, we're tough but fair. No, but as, as you were saying, that Madonna greatest hits. Holy moly! When you look at the sheer volume of hits, it is unbelievable. The the, the the Madonna is one of these artists that when Madonna isn't in the game anymore, people will go, "Oh my God, can you believe? Mm-hmm. Can you believe one all person, of that? One artist, and also it's not just greatest hits, right? Collect because isn't Dear Jesse on that on there? Isn't like no, it's all like whoops. But I think that what they did was they kind of oh, I'm thinking of like a prayer. I'm thinking of like a prayer. I'm so yeah. sorry. Well, you don't my have bad. to apologize to me. No, I'll apologize to her. <laughs> After she, after she puts up something on her Instagram saying "Rest in peace, Sondheim," that was a little whatever. I'm uh, I'm clearly over it. So you're you, yeah. Madonna didn't acknowledge Sondheim. No, she didn't acknowledge. No, I mean, who? Why else would she have been performing at the Oscars in that outfit? Which she, well, by the way, peak gorgeousness. Mm-hmm. But he wrote all those songs for her. What's your favorite era of Madonna then? Uh, Start with Julie. Colette. Oh, me? I, I mean, 
it was just like a hot streak between like a prayer up to what's your favorite video what's your favorite madonna video then express yourself okay interesting interesting colette my favorite is ray of light i am a huge fan of that album and i think that like her kind of falling from not grace but like you know being the the pop star like christina aguilera and britney spears and everyone was starting to come up like a little bit after that so she was finding interesting things to do like james bond and austin powers theme songs um Mm -hmm. and that was kind of the start of that and i i really like that era it's a resurrection in like this really exciting way Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. tom i'm gonna go all the way back to the beginning my favorite madonna video is the first one i saw burning up and that i regularly watch that video and i think that song should somebody should cover that and have a huge huge like rock like pop rock hit with burning up would be like if a band did that oh my god i love that song but i like so much of it i like oh so much all the way up to the bitch on madonna thing that's maybe where i start to waver yeah, a little I, bit I, where suddenly I, the video's I, I like we shot kanye west uh, against a wall in a hallway <laughs> for the video and you're just kind of like this is beneath you you shouldn't have to be begging for cameos for videos that are clearly shot on like camcorders mm-hmm. she got a super bowl show out of it though so one step ahead I of the game that super, i remember that i remember that halftime mm-hmm. show yeah, and I do have to leave early. Uh, I do have to mention I do have some rehearsals for the for the Super Bowl tomorrow. I'm in the halftime show. What are so. you going to be doing in it again, Tom? Is it your juggling thing or your sword swallowing thing? No, I'm doing yakety sacks. I come out and I. Uh, it's going to be in between Kendrick Lamar and Eminem, and then I come out like. <laughs> yeah. And I make like I'm ch- chasing a chicken around the stage, <laughs> an invisible chicken. Um, <laughs> it'll make sense in the context of the whole show. There's lasers and all sorts of stuff. Right now, it sounds like, boy, that's a really dumb idea. Monday morning, you'll no, be like, be oh, I get what he was talking about now. So, Colette, what is your attitude towards Valentine's Day historically? Uh, generally speaking, ambivalence, like I usually go see a movie, um, like I might go see uh jackass forever tomorrow to kind of keep that alive. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, it's never, never really been a big thing for me or anyone like that. I know really. Did you ever have a memorable Valentine's day that was either horrible or wonderful or just ridiculous? Um, no, I mean, I think that there was like one Valentine's Day where I decided that I was, you know, that everyone was like, yo, you got to be your own Valentine. So I was like, treated myself to like this like massive meal and like a bunch of candy <laughs> and like all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just wound up getting really, really sick. <laughs> like that's, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the most memorable. Yeah. I think that same thing happened like, to Gary the Squirrel, I think. Oh, um, no. like- Sorry, Tom, hold on a second. I just have to set this up with sometimes I'm just brushing my teeth or puttering around the Mm. apartment and I'm and I laugh out loud out Uh of nowhere thinking about Tom's story where Gary the Squirrel took Vance 
<laughs> to, to a restaurant for Valentine's Day. Or Van, I'm sorry, Vance took Gary to the restaurant because Denise had broken up with Gary the squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> Gary the squirrel proceeded to eat so much food and drink so much that he had to be carried out of the restaurant. Uh-huh. Is that true, Tom? That's very true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. You're like on my own Valentine. <laughs> You're like, uh-huh. can I get a, can I get a side of fries and a baked potato? <laughs> <just> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's chasing a heavy meal with candy is not a good idea. I think it's a great idea. <laughs> I think it's a great idea. Well, we are here to facilitate the best Valentine's Day ever for you. At the very least. In terms of company and meeting new people, which is always a positive thing to do um, in the name of romance and connection and friendship. So we are delighted to have you as our first ever, um, we're going to call you the the Valentine of the Double Threat Dating Game Experience. Thrilled yes. to be here. That's a long title. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, Tom, you say something now. I've no, been- no. I was going to say this. I'm going to say, Colette, you also have now moved into rare air on uh, the world of double threat the first three time guest on the yeah. show triple it's a privilege triple threat it's triple threat honor. there there is like 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 the highlander there can only be one Who's and the highlander? colette you are that one i am that is one that like blade like blade runner I saw Blade Runner for the first time this week. Mm-hmm. I like it when that guy comes home and his toys are like, welcome home again, jiggity jig. Yeah, that's a fun part. That's not creepy at all. It's not upsetting. He's like, home again, home again, jiggity jig. Yeah. I'm like, what am I watching? Yeah. Am that I and when Daryl Hannah does her makeup is my two favorite parts of that movie. Yeah. Anyway, no, I like. Neither here uh, nor there. I like. Uh, when the the one guy is like uh, time to die, and then mm-hmm. the other guy's like, I was uh, saw the moons, I saw so many things, and then there's other stuff. There's other stuff too. I liked it. Great movie. I also Great I also movie. like I that Sean. No, I loved it. I I thought it was pretty cool that he followed up Alien um, with it, but there were fewer cats. But I also like that Sean Young's hair was like. It's kind of like, what is this, a uh, Kid Creole and the Coconuts concert is going on here in the middle of the... The Android Sisters. Yeah. I love Yes! I love it! The Android Sisters. Brett. What? Oh, you said Brett. Top shelf with that Top one. Shelf. Top right. shelf. Nicely done. Did I make up for the little errant trombones? Yeah, you did. No, zero. no, no. It, it's, not that you, it's not that you made up for it. You added to it. It's good. Yeah. It's all a big pile okay. of yeah. junk that I'm going to make little creepy toys out of that I, when I come home, they'll say, home mm-hmm. again, home again, jiggity jig. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it a lot. Well, and uh, speaking of all of the things that there go on go. in life. There's uh, a segue. This is, this is um, uh, this is very exciting. So Colette, we, uh, we, uh, have had you on previously, uh, to do a schlub rescue. I, I will contend that you were, you have never been a schlub, but I, we appreciate you participating in, in schlub rescue. Um, we had you on for 
that episode where we were just calling random people we knew. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, a, uh, that was a real highlight in planning the episode uh, history. And now we've got you on for our first ever double thread dating game. Uh, why, why don't you give us, you know, we, we've never done this before. Um, uh, why don't you give us just a sort of a rundown on kind of your expectations for this or kind of, you know, uh, you know, we pitched you to, this to you and we're so glad you said yes. Like what drew you to doing this? Uh, what's going on in your head right now? Uh, I think that what I am expecting is uh, to meet four random people. Um, yep. Like that's the the plot of the show. If game shows have plots, um, and I don't know, like I'm I'm looking like I'm looking forward to it. It's always fun to meet strangers. Um, you know, the double threat community is uh, full of fun and like nice and you know exceptional people, people of quality, people of taste. Um, so I'm expecting to meet a couple of those. Um, and most of all, I'm just expecting to have some fun. Great, we love it. So. We're going to uh, sort of guide you along, but but you're really in the driver's seat, Colette. So you have some questions to ask our contestants, and then they're going to take themselves off of mute. Um, we can't see anybody besides Colette. You can only hear the answers from our contestants. So um, shall we just say take it away? Or yeah. Brett, so what do you think? Uh, we'll bring the contestants on uh, one at a time, give them a chance to say uh, uh, hi to you, and then we'll jump into the questions. Uh, Colette, do you have those questions on your end? Yes, I do. Okay, great. So uh, we'll just throw to you and you can ask those questions kind of one at a time and we'll go go through it like that. Uh, at the very end, we will ask you to choose one of the contestants uh, to, to win a Zoom date with uh, and then we'll meet them all face to face at the very end. Uh, dating game style. So uh, here we go. Uh, contestant number one is a 29 year old grad school student looking for someone to eat Thai food and watch and watch Yentl in bed with. Contestant number one, please unmute yourself and say hi to Colette. Well, hi, Colette. How's it going? I'm doing all right. How are you? <laughs> I am good. I uh, am moving back to New York soon, but uh, I am from Georgia and I spent almost every weekend uh, of my teenage years going to Athens to go to the theater Cine and watch uh, like Godard movies and stuff there. Yeah, Cine is an amazing theater. They are actually playing uh, a lot of Oscar contenders right now, like Drive My Car. It's pretty, pretty sick. I'm looking forward to checking it out. And yeah, again, I just want, I... I want to say this about Drive My Car. I mean to interrupt this. <laughs> Seriously, if you're going to see Drive My Car in a theater, I'm not joking. <laughs> Unwrap all your candy before that movie starts. <laughs> it is literally, literally the quietest movie that has ever been made. You and are going includes, to. That includes silent movies. It includes <laughs> silent movies make more noise than Drive My Car does. And speaking of silent movies, let me just say this as a sidebar. And Brett, this is one for you. Whoever's do when I see these videos of the show put up, I, I, why do I look like Buster Keaton in these things? These things are blown out. I look like I might as well have a half a house falling on my head or I'm running, jumping across a train track, almost getting hit by a train. Like I'm pulling a stunt. What, what, what am I doing with that? I look like I'm like, I, like I got like soft feet. Like it's so like, 
Look, it looks like I stuck my head in a in a, a, th- a thing of a whipped cream and like like a ready whip all over my face or something. Maybe the, the videos could stay the same, but the uh, you could add music. Be like, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. The Entertainer by Scott Joplin, my favorite song. Contestant number one, you're singing my tune. I love a rag. Yeah. No, I just want to say drive my car. I loved it. But seriously, if you're going to see drive my car, don't start on crinkling that candy in the theater. People are going to be like, shh. I just have one more thing to say about The Entertainer by Scott Joplin. How conceited are you to write a song and call it The Entertainer? It's like, (laughs) it's about me. Here's my song, The Very Funny Guy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's not like there was much entertainment back then, though. That is a fair That's point. True. That's true. If you were writing any song, you were basically the entertainer. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's bring on our next contestant. Contestant number two uh, is a 41-year-old father of one who formerly taught social studies and now works in finance. His interests include cats, crossword puzzles, and the board game Guess Who. Contestant number two, please unmute yourself and say hi to Colette. Hello, Colette. Hello. How's it going? It's going great. Hey, I am a huge fan of you. Your wow. appearances on the show and your Twitter. I love it. It's an honor to meet you. All right. I'm glad an to honor have honor will yeah. excuse <laughs> us. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. My, uh, my son is going to become a double threat head. Ah, Better. Well, I like that. I like Got to train them while if they're he, young. Yeah. If he exactly. isn't, if he isn't, we'll make him go to bed at three in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> At this age, at fifteen, he'd probably like. like yeah, he'd love it. <laughs> you'd hear like you'd, you'd hear like before you even finish the sentence, like twelve series of locks. Like- <laughs> yeah, that's him. Colette, do you get along with kids? Uh, yeah, I get along with kids. I, you know, I managed a comic book store for a while. You kind of have to, um, you know, teenagers are are a lot of work, uh, from what I understand, but they're also a lot of fun. So. Yeah, kids are good. When you meet a kid, when you meet a kid, and this goes for uh, everyone who's unmuted, this goes for Tom and contestant number two and Clet. When you meet a kid, what's your icebreaker? Mine is, you want to see a photo of my cat? Tom, what do you say when you meet a kid? Say, uh, how hard can you punch? How hard can you take a punch? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's that's similar to mine, which is, do you need cigarettes? (laughs) Do you need cigarettes? That's right. Uh, my my icebreaker is uh, what are your thoughts on John Cena? That's great, yeah. Brett, that's a good one. What about you, Brett? Oh, uh, I'm just like uh, rubs or glazes. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say, "Are you Sandy?" <laughs> I was just jukebox cycling through all my dumb shit, and that was that's the first one that came to mind. Yeah. Okay. Brett, you're all doing. Right. I just want to say this, and I mean this with the bottom of my heart. Brett, you're doing such a great job. Oh, wow. You are Thank you. Truly, Thank you. you you are doing such a great job in general, and particularly now. That's this is the all. second week in a row you've kind of given me that kind of pep. Do I seem like I'm on the edge? Am I like? Am I see fragile? It's, it's, I'm not going to answer. Well, Tom will answer that question. <laughs> no, Brett, you really... I, I'm I'm here for positive reinforcement. No. Sure, sure, sure. Tom is here to. No, you're for, giving for off some. Tom's you're giving off yeah. some pretty s- deep, uh, and don't take this the wrong way. No, no, no. Yeah, some pretty deep falling down vibes right now. 
<laughs> you think you are going to just drive around Los Angeles with a briefcase and a bat and with just an apple, an apple just rolling around in an empty briefcase? I'm going to work. <laughs> I have started wearing really like starch shirts, really yeah. tight starch shirts, right. but with yeah. short sleeves. With the short right. sleeves, if you yeah. see Brett yeah. with those like particular tortoise shell glasses, and one is broken, like a lens is broken, then yeah. maybe go in the opposite direction. I and was an just egg saying, McMahon. an egg, yes, exactly. And God forbid it's like twelve oh one, but but um, Brett, I'm just saying it because there's a lot of balls in the air. These last couple episodes, a lot of a lot of people calling in. You're doing a great mm-hmm. job, Brett. Yes, no, no, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I really do uh and let's move on to contestant number three uh contestant number three is a 30 year old vegan hairstylist from portland oregon their best pal is a tiny street mutt named ralphie contestant number three please unmute yourself and say hi to colette hi colette hi how's it going contestant number three really good how are you doing i am excellent i love being the center of attention so this is like candy to me perfect Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're in the Pacific Northwest, contestant number three? I am, yeah. I'm in Portland. Now, there must be some great vegan options in Portland. Oh, yeah. Come come for the trees, stay for the vegan options. Mm-hmm. What, what is, like, the best, like, like item to order at a, uh, like, what's, like, the best vegan restaurant you can recommend and what's the thing to get? I, I really like this Chinese restaurant, Shandong. Um, their sesame tofu is incredible, and they have these vegans, uh, pot stickers mm-hmm. that are ground up like soy curls and ginger and garlic. Um, they're just really fucking good. Well, now I'm starving. Um, and they're dried sauteed green beans. That's like my go-to takeout order. Mm. Um, my favorite vegan pizza spot just closed. So I'm on the lookout oh. for good pizza in the city. Um, got to get you a Zazie's West contestant. Number three, there's a place called Zazie's here in New York and it's really great. And Tom makes fun of me. No, I don't. I'm glad you found him. Claims that Zizo's he's at. Well, that's not making fun. Because I'm saying that Zizo's he's at Frack Glutz, the (laughs) AKA Charles Manson Jr. Um, Well, contestant number three, I'm going to let you in on a little bit of Portland, uh, the secret. Stuff that goes on in Portland. There's a place you want to check out called Voodoo Donuts. Oh, no. This place, (laughs) I'm telling you, they'll put anything on or in a donut. Your head's going to spin off your shoulders when you walk in and see, oh, my goodness, is that Cocoa Puffs all over a donut? Yes, it is. And it's $8 for that one donut. You, you know what, Tom? I uh, I appreciate the advice, but that's going to be a hard pass for me. Okay, that's a hard pass. What if there was a donut filled with cough syrup? That I would consider. Did somebody, did they actually do that? Or is that just some sort of... Uh, folklore at this point that there was like a there was like a like a Robitussin donut there. That was it. That was at my. I have a I have a shop called Ambien Donuts, mm-hmm. which is when I put things in donuts while I'm half asleep. Uh, apparently, they did a Pepto Bismol donut. Tom. Oh my god! <laughs> this just keeps getting worse. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just really a savory person. I don't have much of a sweet tooth. Um, there's like very few specific 
things that I like to indulge in. Um, like anything with like a cinnamon vanilla, like basically the most like mm-hmm. plain, boring version of a dessert is what I want. Okay. So I just want to say that a Pepto Bismol donut is a guarantee that that donut will give you diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> that's our guarantee that's the voodoo guarantee yeah. now contestant we, hope, num- we hope these two things will balance each other out <laughs> <laughs> go ahead Dom contestant number three I will say this Portland is a beautiful city I love Portland so much um, one of the things that's interesting to me the Portland airport is the nicest smelling airport I've ever been in. It smells like syrup. What's a dream? What is I, that? I here from LA two years ago, so I know all about shitty airports. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, what do you mean? You're not talking about LAX, of course, which is from a LAX, pretty yeah. cool airport. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty cool airport. What do you? So you have something against nonstop construction, apparently. <laughs> idea no we're rebuilding this part what how much build seriously how much building can any any thing do like to that degree where they're just like we're still building this thing well freaking finish it at some point right brett i'm getting off my soapbox now i feel like i'm in falling down terror i was falling down to lax (laughs) brett shows up at lax with his bat and his briefcase. <laughs> what do you mean I can't go to the gate and say goodbye? I got to have a boarding pass. It's like, well, yeah, it's been like that for 25 years. Now. Wait, what do you mean? <laughs> I mean, what do you mean? I need ID. What do you mean? I can't bring my bat on the plane. What do you mean? I can't bring this giant like container of water through TSA. Yeah. I've got a garbage bag filled with crickets. What do you mean? I can't bring this on the plane <laughs> with live crickets. And then there's like, no. And there's like, fine, they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And uh, last but not least, contestant number four is a 28 year old podcast producer from Brooklyn. She works for a network that starts with E. She can also pick locks, and she has the world's most lovable dog. Contestant number four, please unmute yourself and say hi to Colette. Hi, Colette. Hi, contestant number four. How's it going? Pretty good. I have to say you have the coolest hair of anyone I've ever been on a dating show game show with. Oh, um, thank you. So that is, yeah, of the of a large number of people <laughs> that that is. <laughs> You never know. Dating shows like you could have been on uh, next on MTV, the bus show. <laughs> <laughs> never caught that one. Um, so that was, was that really was the rare. one. That was the one where in the middle of a date you just go next, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it would end. And you're watching this saying like, "Oh God, I know this is insensitive, but I also really wish this is what we're like. What life was like." I love it so much. <laughs> I loved it when people would step off the bus and immediately would get nexted. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, happened all the time. <laughs> oh my god! It was like human swiping left before you could do that. Yeah, um, you needed a bus because phones couldn't do it. I liked I liked Room Raiders. Yeah, that was really good too. Or Parental Control. Yeah, that I don't know. I don't know that one. I'm more of a silent library kind of guy. <laughs> 
which is literally the cheapest television show that's ever been produced. Do you know Silent Library, what was Julie? That? No. What was that one? Brett, tell oh, Julie yeah. about Silent Library. Uh, well, Silent Library is, I guess you would call it sort of a prank show, sort of loosely. It's where uh, people try to make each other laugh inside of a library. And so you have to stay quiet. I mean, speaking of the quietest uh, uh, movie, this is the quietest show ever. Uh, you would just, so it was just literally, uh, people in a library trying not to laugh while someone did, you know, something kind of, uh, well, foolish or outlandish. I think we them. figured out our next episode of double threat. Yeah. <laughs> we're, just, we're just checking off TV conventions. This sounds like a great one for me and Tom, although I bet I'll lose right away. Just 60 minutes of total silence. No one will know. Yeah. Sounds yeah, like one of the th- shows on contestant fours network. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah we'll have to look into bringing that one on good idea sorry to potentially steal it from you brett Ah, that's okay and look brett doesn't want to say it brett doesn't want to say it he just texted me he said please mention uh hard times of rj burger was his that was his favorite <laughs> show. Classic another, Brett. Another late. <laughs> that's like that was like at MTV when they're just kind of just like, look, we're ruining Earth with this network, right? <laughs> like, like these these shows are provably bad for humanity, but they turn a profit, so we're just gonna keep making them. <laughs> we're all going to hell. Everybody working here, we know we're going to hell. Now it's Nev. Now it's it's Neve TV, right? Neve runs that that uh, that network. It's catfish this and fat catfish yeah. that. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of hell, uh, <laughs> let's get back. Jim- Eric Adams Jim- hasn't seen as many catfish as the people <laughs> of Fox at uh, MTV. <laughs> one day i saw an application from jimmy jazz on my computer saying i want to be on catfish <laughs> because because it was just the catfish he part thought that they just gave a fish to a cat <laughs> it just has i'd watch that show and then eric adams applied too he's like i'd like to eat a fish eric and adams his- is sitting across from jimmy jazz in a restaurant giant bronzino <laughs> they're, they're at they're at red lobster eric adams spotted with jimmy jazz at the times square red lobster uh, eric adams is like watch out this has bones in it jimmy <laughs> <laughs> just and be careful Jimmy's this like, fish is you gotta go slow with it and jimmy's like watch out this one has vegetables in it <laughs> yeah and he's like oh i hate vegetables wait oh no i'm told everybody i eat a plant-based diet and the two of them like are covered flash bulbs, paparazzis mm-hmm. everywhere. It's funny because I actually am. Uh, we're talking about oh, plant based no, no. diets. And <laughs> currently, I'm actually on a seafood diet, which uh, the way this my... works is that when I see food, I eat it. Oh, Tommy. That's our Tom. Which is how any food goes. Any diet goes. If You you need to see it before you eat it. Well, you need generally. to see it, but you can't just. The idea of that joke is that you put anything in your mouth that you lay your eyes on. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess the point of the joke is that uh, it's me determining what I consider to be food as a part of. Listen, you couldn't. You better not use the part of the show, Brett, where I stuffed a bread roll in my mouth because contestant number 
I forget if it was two or three, wouldn't stop talking about how good the Chinese food was in Portland. <laughs> you were so full of, I got yeah. so hungry so fast. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I I, I've maybe. been told by network we need more like viral TikTok content. So maybe we'll maybe yeah. we'll loop that and uh, see Me what eating happens. bread. All right. Well, speaking of uh, seafood, uh, we can't see our contestants, but we can hear them. And what we're going to do now is uh, uh, Colette's going to ask some questions, some questions to narrow down uh, who she wants to go on a Zoom date with. Uh, and Colette, I know you got a bunch of questions over there. I think we'll probably have time for for about five of them if you want to choose your favorite five. Uh, and I know we might also have some, some bonus questions as well we'll interject with. Uh, but let's go ahead and kick this off. Um, so Colette, the floor is yours when you're ready. All right. Contestant number one, I just got an awesome tattoo. Let's say we're on our first date and we're feeling so impulsive. We decide to get silly matching tattoos. What would you choose? Ooh, I've got a tattoo that I have been ruminating on for so long. Uh, I have got a tattoo on my right wrist of Anya Sparta's signature, and I have been wanting to add Chantal Ackerman's to the extent that I've like done research. I like reached out to the people at the Criterion Collection, got a photo of her signature. Like I am, listen, get a little, a couple of drinks in me and I will be ready to go. And I hope you like Chantal Ackerman's movies because that's the one I'm going to be, I'm going to be pushing for. That's what I'm, that's what I'm going to have on my skin forever. But, but maybe you get one of one filmmaker and Colette, you can get one. Of like Tom Six, <laughs> mm-hmm. or yeah. or like yeah. Gasper Gasper No. Yeah, you could get like a cool guy, like a Mel Gibson. Mel like, Gibson, like sure. cool, <laughs> but you can, won't age badly. You can have the tattoo artist go Mel Gibson in parentheses, the filmmaker. <laughs> yeah, I do have a Roman Polanski uh, tram stamp. So. <laughs> All right, contestant number two. Um, because I have taste, I love double threat. Would you call yourself a Julie, a Tom, or a Brett, and why? Oh man, um, obviously, Please. all three are legends, and to even compare myself to them is <laughs> is embarrassing. Um, I will say, getting the better end of that deal. Please, I. Love Julie's style and sense of humor and just grabbing the absurd. I love the intimidating coolness and wisdom and knowledge of Tom as he produces this show. It is outstanding. Thank you. Producers. And, oh, I thought Tom was the producer. No? Okay. Oh, my God. I love it. Sorry, Tom. Oh. That's, I, I'm negging you because you're so cool it intimidates me. Oh, I guess. It's fair. But I, I want to say, because of the number of times I have said in my life, no joking, more work for me, I am probably the most like Brett. <laughs> All right. I dig it. I like Brett. I'm also, you know, I've, I've gone through one long, awkward transition myself, so I, I can see <laughs> identifying with him. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Contestant uh, number three, I think we're on. What is your favorite Coen Brothers movie and why? 
my favorite Coen Brothers movie, hands down, would be Fargo. It's it's just a perfect movie. Um, I I do have a bit of a confession. I I've only seen a few Coen Brothers movies: Fargo, Raising Arizona, The Big Lebowski. That might be it. Um, hmm. So ideally, if things work out, I'd have someone to watch a co- like have a Coen Brothers marathon with. We can make brackets. <laughs> I love doing like mm-hmm. a deep dive into like way too long of a marathon than necessary. Um, so I would love to do that. I love all of their work that I've seen. Um, outside of being my favorite Coen Brothers movie, Fargo is just one of my favorite movies. So Fargo is a great one. It, it, knowing the contestant number three is seen those three, which ones would you watch? Um, with them in addition like what do you think would be like a good like next three yeah I think a serious man needs to be up there um that's my favorite one personally um blood simple I think is is definitely worth watching um and uh no country for old men so that you get like some of their serious stuff along with some of their comedy Mm -hmm. cool I will say I will say though comedy wise don't you know, don't don't look over like I'd say like Hudsucker Proxy. Yep. What are the other like comedies, Tom, that you would recommend in the mix? You think Burn After Reading is a comedy? Brilliant I movie. I love yeah. that movie so much. Yeah, I mean, Raising Arizona, Hudsucker Proxy. I mean, it's funny. Their straight comedies are not always my favorite ones. I think I like when the comedy comes out of the the slightly heavier stuff, and then they. Right but they, un- they undeniably fit comedy in there. So that's the balance that works best for me with the movies. Um, Trage- Tragedy of Macbeth. Yeah, I didn't watch that one because that looks boring. <laughs> oh, Tom! <laughs> Tom! Tom calls Shakespeare the bard. I just saw <laughs> Drive My Car. It's three hours long of people <laughs> in cars, and I'm still just like, yeah, that... I, I think I can sit out tragedy of Macbeth. Macbeth is an hour and a half, Tom. And it's mm-hmm. one of the best performances I've ever seen in my life from Denzel. It's not so technically I, a brother's movie, though. It's just one of I them. I know. You're right. It's a cone movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm a cone head. <laughs> you are a cone <laughs> head. I'm, I'm from France, remember? Yeah. Another weird bit that made like very little sense when you think about We were talking about the Blues Brothers earlier. Yeah. And how Dan Aykroyd was zero for wanted, two. Who wanted two. that? Yeah. John Landis. Great guy. <laughs> so, Great guy. So we got one more question uh, in round one for uh, now it's a uh, contestant four's question. Yeah. Um, contestant number four. I am a very talented, accomplished poet, but it's okay if you're not. Can you try any way to write a poem for me on the spot? It can start with Roses Are Red. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I, I guess, hmm. <laughs> this was not on the list. I'm sorry. This was not sorry. on the list. Yeah, I'm sorry. Right, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> roses are red. Colette's hair is pink. I am not nailing this question. I think. <laughs> oh, Look at that. I love right it. The moment. Stuck the landing. Uh, so that concludes round one. Uh, and before we get into round two, uh, uh, did we want to have uh, Tom or Julie, do we want to throw some bonus questions into the mix here? Kind of mix things up a little bit. Colette, 
here's a question you could ask. Uh, I would say Hulk Hogan is trapped down a well. <laughs> do you seal up the well or do you drop a cinder block into the well before sealing it up? I'm willing to take answers from everyone on that. <laughs> yes. How do we handle Hulk Hogan being caught in a well? Contestant number one. Down here in this well. Help me out, brother. Uh, it's a really tough question because on the one hand he is a racist asshole but on the other hand he did take down Gawker for a bit so who's to say I he also fed a lot of people pasta in the 80s and convinced convinced them that it was good for them which is I mean frankly like that's a that's a selfless act and he had great hair and so you know he's an icon for me in that way when did he have great hair Please, please. Do you, do you not aspire to Hulk Hogan's hair? I, I do not aspire what? to Hulk Hogan's hair. Are you that would be the worst mustache? day in my life. Hold on. Are you, you might be thinking I, of his mustache, the, the hair on his face. Oh, I love like an 80s wrestler with like stringy, greasy hair. And super, like the thinnest, <laughs> the thinnest hair imaginable. <laughs> And those muscles are just like water balloons. <laughs> like, the, head, the headband, the headband is doing so much heavy lifting. Yeah, I, I that think hairdo. it's a good look for a man to be balding on top and then grow his remaining hair as long as possible. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 a wig with hair attached. That's is. a hat with hair at the bottom of it. It's not even hair. It's like the straw of a broom. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Glorious, glorious. <laughs> Look at that. It really is. It really is like a broom behind his head. <laughs> it's like that's a perfect like triangle. It looks like an earring. Yeah, it's almost. like if you shaped like your a, dog and then you took the clippings <laughs> and attached them to your head. Is, I like this. Is like his. Ser- he's serious in that photo. That's his author photo. Kind of, it's his LinkedIn photo. Yeah, because yeah, he's LinkedIn it. photo. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, check his link. Yeah, Hulk Hogan reached out to me on LinkedIn. Uh, let me make a business connection. Maybe he can run me out of business also. I'm looking for new people to bankrupt. Yeah, I, look, I always equated that Hulk Hogan gawker thing with like Hulk Hogan. There's a swimming pool filled with urine. The shallow end is Hulk Hogan. The deep end is Cocker. It's like, what part of pool do you want of filled with urine? Do you want to jump into? Yeah, choose your piss. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Julie, do you have any questions? Um, what is an ideal first date for you, contestant number two? Oh man, um, something that is for a first date outside um, something that involves eating something good. And here in Minneapolis, we have the Mill Museum because we were a big flower town. And that would combine, you get to tour a giant flour mill. They have a restaurant there. And the whole thing blew up in the 1890s. So you get to see all the interesting destruction down there. Yeah, because flour blows up, right? Yeah, back because yep. like gunpowder. 
It definitely was, and it happened multiple times. They saw it from the times. sky. They saw it from the sky. It was a giant white cloud, and they're like, oh, no, we're at war, and then it turned out it was just flour. So it would start with a tour of the flour mill, and then you'd, you'd eat there, and then and then what? Well, the Guthrie Theater is right by, so oh. they have some pretty good shows there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that would be a good cap. What's a show? What's a show they had at the Guthrie Theater? Um, I have seen The Great Gatsby there. Um, they, every year they do the Christmas Carol, which kind of pays for the rest of the year. Um, one of its former recurring actors, no joke, is Brian Baumgartner. Um, he was big here at the Guthrie. Uh, he's not here. That's why I'm bringing it up. It would be a, okay. a good yeah, yeah, place yeah. to go. Yeah. Got it. What a great, I, there's nothing I like better than, than Brian Baumgartner's Scrooge. The way he does Scrooge. Yeah, go get the biggest goose from the window and get, go to the boy. Here's a silver pence. Go get the biggest goose from the window. <laughs> It's the, the final scene of Scrooge. That's easy. That's yeah. And by that point, everybody's just like, <laughs> like, look, it was bad enough that Garrison Keeler was the ghost of Christmas past. We got to watch Brian Baumgartner take his time with the final lines in this thing. <laughs> like, um, Glad I would not bring you to that show. Just so you know. Okay. Okay. Appreciate it. <laughs> and also, they still haven't gotten around to cleaning up after the flower explosion from 130 <laughs> years ago. What's going on? It's still you're pretty gonna, dusty, honestly. You're going to show the. You're going to. You're going to take Colette through a tour of the rubble. The rubble from a thing that explosion in the late 1800s. I think we talk about it, needing some infrastructure uh, work in Minneapolis. Uh, so Tom and Julie, do you have, uh, we need a question for uh, contestants three and four, two more questions from you guys. And then we'll get back into Colette's questions. If you were coming into a record store that Colette was, was behind the counter at, what would you ask for to impress? If I was trying to impress Colette with a, with, with what a I'm question, for? a question for a record store employee. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, I would probably take note of what, um, of what she was playing in the store and think of something that someone who likes that might also like, but wouldn't be obvious. So if they were playing like can, I would ask about like cluster or some other like Krautrock band that like might not be like a quite as obvious, but something kind of in the realm of it, or if they're, Mm -hmm. they're playing new order, ask about, OMD or I don't know. I would, I would just try to think of something obscure enough that they'd be impressed that I knew it, but not so obscure that I embarrass them if they don't know it. Sure. Or that they don't know what you're talking about and just think you're a a weirdo in a store. Right. Right. Now that's that. I think you're contestant number three. That is the sweet spot to, to try to land. I think that's an outstanding uh, answer. Thank you. Yeah, that's a great answer for sure. Like Colette, what is what is uh, somebody coming in? What who has impressed you in the past? A customer coming in saying, "Hey, do you have this or that?" Or like, 
what would be the kind of thing that you'd be like, oh, you might, you are probably cool. Um, usually it's like someone asking for something like Detroit techno. Sure. Um, which we don't have cause we're not Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, we're far, far away from it, but, um, I like having conversations with those people because it's pretty clear that they have, um, oh, like one that we probably would have that I'd be impressed with is, um, Sylvester. Um, I don't know if you're sure. familiar with Sylvester, but great dance musician mm-hmm. of the eighties. Um, cause I like a lot of dance music. So, um, that's, that's kind of what I play when I'm on the floor. I also counterintuitive to being impressive, but if they were playing something I didn't know, I would love to confidently approach them and admit that I didn't know it and find out more about what they were listening to mm-hmm. and not be too cool to not know something. So if you're, cause I feel like that's kind of more cool. Sure. If you come <laughs> in, you're just like, what is this? And they're like, it's Hey Jude. You've never heard <laughs> this before. <laughs> It's the like the you point- b- biggest song by the Beatles. <laughs> and then you point to a dog and you're like, what's that? <laughs> yeah, what's that? <laughs> I mean, I have I have a terrible long-term memory. So very often someone will ask if I've heard something and I'm like, oh, I've never heard of that. I'll look, I'll look it up. And then I know every single word and remember that I listened to it like on repeat for three months a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I know that feeling. I rented something. In the moment I'm like, oh, never heard of it. Sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> I just rented it and I was like, ooh, there's an Ornette Coleman documentary. And I rented it. I'm just like, I saw this. What am I doing? <laughs> How many of these documentaries do you think was out there? Uh, too many times, Tom. Thank you. Oh, Contact there's a new three. Ornette Coleman documentary, says Tom yeah. to himself, settling in for the night. Julie, do you have a question for contestant number four to end our uh, Tom and Julie round? Let's say you're on a date with Colette. And maybe there's a lull in the conversation. What is um, an icebreaker or a question or a tangent that you can ask or bring up to kind of break the ice or bring things back to where they should be? Or what is something that you're curious about that you would maybe ask Colette on a date? Um, so I always like to see the side of somebody when they get a little bit snarky. So I like to ask like, what's your least favorite movie you've seen recently? Um, just to be a hater. I, I like to bond in <laughs> bond over being a, a hater of things. Um, um, so yeah, I, I would love to know your least favorite, maybe media experience that you've had recently. Um, great. And then I would share mine, which was probably last night in Soho, um, which I hated very much. <laughs> but that girl's eyes are so far apart. No, it's just- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's, but she's case. so thin. What's the problem? <laughs> it's a hey, visual I found feast. this. I found this girl. Feast. Her eyes are basically on the other side of her edge. Look like a fish. <laughs> So I'm watching this thing, she right? She could fit in a Barbie dress. <laughs> You're gonna love her. <laughs> and a career was born. Exactly. <laughs> I've had some nights in Soho myself. Yeah. I go to the Sephora store <laughs> before it closes. I actually go to Soho House. And Ooh. when I go there, they usually well, you're usually doing a set. Aren't you like DJing like a really cool, interesting, like influencer event? I don't DJ there, but they 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 know me as uh, no membership. Tom is what they call the me. old bread from the dumpster. No, they call me no membership. Tom. And then they uh, 
escort me back into the into the elevator that only goes up to the special secret floor that Soho House is on. The place sucks. Yeah, Soho House. Soho House. You can't. You can't get the same. You can't get the same thing. You go. You can't. You can't tell me you go sit in Arby's and get the same experience. Soho House. Better. Better. No one's looking behind your shoulder. Yeah. You're gonna, for someone. Yeah. You're going to see Michael Bay at both of them. <laughs> so that concludes the uh, Tom and Julie round of the dating game. And before we get into the final round of questions from Colette, uh, Colette, how, how are you doing? How is you don't have to, you know, uh, tip your hand here. But uh, is this uh, feeling like a tough decision right now? How, how, how are you feeling? I think it is a tough decision, Brett. It's a four horse race still. Um, you know, I, I like a lot of the answers that the contestants have been giving. Um, you know, a lot of them sound like they, they'd be a lot of fun. By a lot of them, I mean all four of them. So, um, you know, I think that uh, my strategy this next round is to ask one question for all four of them and, and let that kind of sort it out. Great. Great. Uh, so uh, you hear that, contestants? You're all still in it. This is very exciting. Uh, time to get your second win, your final win for the final round. Uh, so, Colette, when you're ready, please go ahead and ask your question. All right. This is for everybody. Um as a wrestling fan, I know the value of psyching yourself up and in the process, scaring off the competition in your best wrestler speak. What would you say to ward off the other contestants and how would you hype yourself up to me? And we'll start. Let's go. Let's go. One, uh, one through four here. So starting with contestant one. <sighs> okay. Here we go. Hey, brother. You know I got the biggest titties in this whole town. <laughs> I'm gonna smack them around and beat, get my enemies out of here. And I'm gonna pick them up by their dang bungles and I'm gonna toss them out of here. <laughs> that is that is it. Thank you. What are you gonna pick them up by now? Again? I wasn't sure if I was going to do their dang bungles. bungles. Or blood holes okay. or anuses sure. or bungles. You made the right call. You made the right call. That was, you know, sure. I, that, I went with like what came to me in the moment. That was amazing. No, no, please. Oh, I was not I was not criticizing it. I was just looking no, for a so little much. bit of clarity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, thank you so much. Nice. <laughs> All right, contestant number two, the floor is yours. You're on. All right. Here we go. I came here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And well, I don't want to kick anyone's ass because I respect all the contestants. I'm so nice, they can't even handle it. And at the same time, you will enjoy my niceness when we go out. Oh, amazing. Woo. Contestant number two, could you just add a quick like, and I'm not going to talk about the bubblegum. Yeah. <laughs> and... Well, it's best if I don't talk about the bubble gum. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Great. These are so good. All right. Contestant number three. Hey, uh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Do you, I'm, so I'm five years sober, but do you mind if I do a quick line of cocaine before I start? (laughs) (laughs) Did you bring enough for the whole class? Mm -hmm. All right. Hold on. There's no doubt about it, I will cut your hair. Short hair, long hair, doesn't matter. Your frizz will rise to the top. I am on my way. (laughs) That was stirring. 
Thank you. Amazing. Incredible. Uh, and contestant number four. Okay. You know, to the cream of the crop. Will I dream of a chop? I'm talking about a sweet cherry on vanilla sundae on the triple threat treat desserts on. <laughs> Other dates don't have the guts. I'll take them out so I can take you out. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, wow. Amazing. Thank you. This is great. Wow. Wow. Well, I will say whatever happens, Colette, whomever you choose, I think that you have met four new friends today. I think so. <laughs> so hopefully you will keep in touch no matter who the lucky winner is, mm -hmm. there yes. are clearly four, uh, what is that called? Soulmates, something. We're bringing people together, people yes. of greatness. So we're all winners in a sense. But yeah, there will only be one true winner of mm -hmm. the first ever double threat Valentine's Day dating game. All right, so without further Black. ado, Colette, are you ready to pick a winner? Oh, um, yeah, I think I can. If uh, like, give me five seconds, and I think I'll be yes. able to figure it out. The suspense. This is this is, is the part. Wow. This is the part where everybody, the you pay for the whole seat, but you're only using the front part of it, as mm -hmm. they say in the uh, the old movie game, like monster trucks. Yes. Is, um is, is throwing cold water on her face right now. Yeah, I uh, think I have reached my decision. Wow. Oh my God. Exciting. And now, Colette, will you please reveal the winner of today's dating game and the recipient of a Zoom date with you? Contestant number three. Woo! Wow. Contestant number three. Congratulations, contestant number three. Uh, you are the winner of uh, of our of our uh, inaugural double threat dating game. Mm -hmm. uh, and before we meet contestant number three in person, let's meet our other three incredible contestants. This was truly amazing. You all did. I'm I'm truly blown away. This was amazing. This went so yeah. well that part of me wants to do it again, and part of me doesn't because I don't think it could be topped. Yes, no. in incredible by everybody. Unlike um, me, who can be topped. Go ahead, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, what we're going to do now is meet each contestant uh, face to face. So when I uh, uh, call your contestant number, go ahead and turn your video on. Uh, uh, tell us your, your name, first name, and, and, and say, hello, uh, say hi to us in person. Uh, so let's start with contestant number one. Hello. Hi. Hi. I'm Shelly. This was so much fun. I am wearing my uh, double threat fuelless sweater. Uh, and yeah, this was incredible. This was a dang blast. <laughs> See, this is the part where Colette, you go, oh, you're so pretty. <laughs> internally, yeah, internally, Colette, that's what I'm going to do for me, everyone. Colette. I know. I'm. <laughs> there could only be one. Just like Highlander. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Should I see it? Would yes, I hate I, it? you can't. It's not available for rent anymore. You missed it. Fine, fine. They pulled it off the marketplace. Okay. Because there's a dead kid in it in the window. Wait, no, that's three men in a. Baby. Oh, is that three men in a? <laughs> I thought that was. But Wizard it's three of men and a little lady. It's a. Yeah. It's a naked lady is in the window. Why don't they just call that three men and a baby and a dead ghost? 
A spooky, spooky ghost. Yeah, spooky, spooky dead ghost. All right. Uh, now let's meet uh, contestant number two. Hello. Hey, hey, hey. Hello, contestant number two. Hi, Colette. I'm JB. It was an honor to vie for you. Oh, it's so nice to meet you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Colette. Now's the part of the game where you apologize to everyone face to face. Yes. That's my nature. You, you just a low level guilt <laughs> just gets factored in Good. that will stay with you long past any of the fun parts of the day. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let's meet now contestant number four. Hi, Colette. Um, thanks for having me on the game. Hi, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. And who is behind you? Who is this? this who is this ange- angelic creature behind you? This is my beautiful dog Mitzi. She doesn't like to get Gorgeous. on camera, but um, yeah, everybody has to see her always. No. Mitzi was my grandmother's name. Yeah, it's very Jewish grandma energy. Um, Does she have I, that? Yeah. Well, she's like she's more playful, but um, but yeah, there's an- a maternal quality to her. Is she <laughs> anxious and is always like feeding you, like dropping off like containers of soup <laughs> at your door? Mm-hmm. Um, she's not. I wish I could train her to do that. No, it's yeah, I, yeah. I am enlisted to do that for her. Good. What type um, of dog? Oh, that's even what more. What type of dog? Yeah. She's like a cattle dog mix. Okay. She she yeah. looks like your dog, Tom. She looks like my dog a lot, like my dog, because my dog is a Formosan Mountain Dog, which basically just means street dog in <laughs> Taiwan. It's basically like a, they say, oh, I, I literally got the DNA test on the dog. And they're just like, this one's going to take longer than usual. <laughs> and then it comes back. It comes back and it's a, the, the, the pie chart is one color and it just says Formosan mountain dog. On it. And I was like, well, I could have told you that I knew that going in and this is my dog. You can see. Oh, oh my yes. God. Beautiful. Barbarella. Those ears. The best. Barbarella. The best nice. Yes. Um, all right, and now the big moment. Uh, today's winner uh, lets me contestant number three. Hi. Hi. Hi, Colette. How's it going? So good. I feel so honored that you chose me. You had such this good answers. A- also, your dog awesome. is amazing. He's incredible. This is Ralphie. We're kind of a package deal. Wait, we know the dog's name before we know yours. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Dan. So you nice can to call meet me you. Ralphie's, you can call me Ralphie's parent. <laughs> so who works who works at the other podcast and network? Oh, that's that's me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is not rigged though. This is not this is not no, the quiz show no. scandal of twenty twenty two, believe me. No. I was hoping um, as sort of an acceptance speech spirit, um, if I could sing a song to Colette. Please. Yeah. You ready? Yes. All right. This is for you, Colette. Oh. Ralph's foot, vegan slaw, <laughs> taking naps I dream, don't snore, I'd enjoy being your 21st century schizoid Dan. 
greatest. Wow. <laughs> so good. Unbelievable. Oh my that goodness. was amazing. Incredible. Wow. Colette, Colette, do you have anything to say? Are you happy with your decision? Are you excited about your Valentine's Day? I am happy. I am excited. I cannot wait. Thank you so much. So we'll leave the two of you to exchange information, and we hope you have the Zoom date of your dreams. And we hope that at one point you hold the dogs up to the screen, but you dip out and then the dogs are on a date. (laughs) Well, thank you all so much for competing. And we wish you all the happiest possible Valentine's Days. And regardless of today's outcome, we hope that you've all made friends with each other and will continue to keep in touch and listen to the show and enjoy each other's company online and beyond. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day to all. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. So that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Everybody was great. Oh my we, goodness. All we may the have saved we may have saved Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. But if you're still lonely, just remember you can be lonely all year round. Yeah. And you could be lonely even if you are in a relationship. Exactly. And you can eat too much any day of the year. God, that Absolutely. was so funny when Colette was talking about how she overate yeah. one year because she mm. she was like, I'm going to be my own valentine. Yeah. <laughs> the most relatable thing I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's uh, that was Colette rules. Those contestants were amazing. We love. Um, we have the best fans in the biz. We got the best listeners. We really do, and uh, we got to get them to storm something. The capital, not the capital. I knew you were going to pitch the, that. No, it's the, already been let done. Me fin- let okay, me go finish. Ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. The Capitol Records Building in Los Angeles. I thought you were going to say a Capitol Steps show where they're like, no, where they're just like rice and beans. Yeah. What if we did that for an episode where we are the new capital steps and we want to get our career started? The only thing about that is it means I have to read a newspaper. Yeah. They get a do my Mike Pence song, right? We're just like. uh, Something about Mike Pence, none the richer. Oh, that's good. That's good. Right. And he'll just be like, kill me at the Capitol. You got the noose and I will run from you. Oh, don't kill me. I'm hiding in the parking garage. Don't kill. Right. Well, it just flows like I couldn't have named. I'm just impressed you knew a sixpence on the richer song. I wouldn't have well, known we where to begin. We all love begun. that song. Well, I couldn't name two. That would be the. That's the one that gets everybody. Name two sixpence none the richer songs. Right. And everybody, thanks for listening to Double Thread and for for supporting the show. And just remember, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. You are our Valentine, and we will yes. be here for you week in and week out, and we love you very much. Mm-hmm. So please yes. have a beautiful. Um, Valentine's Day and also I want to say February is a really tough time so hang in there and things are going to keep getting better and we'll be here to hold your hand and be your friends every minute until they do and they will yes so everybody hang in there warmer weather is right around the corner Uh, for us out here in Los Angeles are you okay oh my god Brett Tom's having 
having a We're stroke. Just the Stop, Brett, call 911. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Stop. Uh, sorry. Julie, do you know how do you know how hot it is My out here right up. now? It's pretty warm here. I'll tell you that much. But how how hot is it? Brett, Brett, how hot was it two days ago? Oh man, yeah, you could uh, fry an egg on the sidewalk out well, no, here. No, no, I mean, well, you could give a you could give an actual oh, temperature, <laughs> or or not some down home uh, <laughs> down home wisdom. You fry an, an egg, egg on the sidewalk. They're saying like, what was it? High eighties. Slap your yeah, high, high, yeah, it's currently eighty eight. Oh, it's been there for a couple that, days. That's too hot. For hot. February. That's what for Cole f- Porter would oh, call wait. too darn hot. What did you just show me is in 48 degrees? Brett, where are you? Oh, that plan- was another. Are you no, planning no, that's, to that's escape? A trip to Brett, where are you going? You, you can't change your identity and move to the North Pole, yeah. Brett. No, didn't you, it, just it, gave it, away the whole game there. What's Julie, didn't you, know, didn't you know Brett was planning a trip to Dvorsnik? Where was that? <laughs> Tax free, baby. What's going on? <laughs> where was that? First play Brett? later tonight. <laughs> Brett had on his weather, his weather thing showed up and it had a city that I don't know if it's an seen. actual city. I've never seen it, but I know that Sandy's getting a passport to it. Yeah. Sandy's going to have dual citizenship, U.S. Dvorchnik. Brett, what's going on over there? Where are you escaping? Brett will be like, you cannot arrest me. <laughs> Diplomatic immunity. Every movie, every movie Who always has diplomatic immunity is like, that was like a staple of movies where it's just like, we can't arrest him. Diplomatic immunity. Really? You can't arrest him, murdered somebody. We can't do anything about it. Diplomatic immunity. I don't think it's terribly diplomatic to murder someone. That's what I'd say. I would say that. I'd say you, you, you were immune from not getting arrested because you murdered somebody. So get in my squad car. Get out of my, my dreams. dreams. Get into my squad car. But I'll kick you out if you're eating crackers in it. I wouldn't kick them out of my squad <laughs> car. For I wouldn't kick her out of my squad <laughs> car. <for eating> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Thanks. Bye. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Dog. Brett Boehm. Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.